Hello, race fans, and welcome to the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Your host is champion driver Wayne Johnson, who will be telling the stories and talking to the people that make the sport of sprint car racing great. Hey guys, Wayne Johnson, Wednesdays with Wayne, episode 42. The season 2020 review episode. Corona. Why are we going to have that in there? Well, might as well have Corona. It's not going away anytime soon. It's 2020 Corona and 2021 Corona. and It's a, it's a, it's a theme. Can we just go to Mexico and make it Corona? We're going to have Corona in Mexico. <laughs> Lots of Corona. So. <laughs> yeah, just, that's what we're looking forward to. Just been a crazy year, guys. You know that uh, with all the COVID and then not racing and racing. And then, uh, you know, my rookie season here with the Outlaws have been uh, a whirlwind because it's not really what we, or, you know, anticipated. I well, just didn't get the results that I felt like we should get or needed to get or however you want to say that. But uh, we just definitely uh, busting butt trying to get going already. You know, we're two weeks in the off season, and we talked about this, uh, I think, last week. You know, there's only 12 weeks to go or 12 weeks of off-season, and you add all the holidays in and a week work of, worth of vacation. Uh, what would you say, nine weeks, basically, of work? Yeah, so it cuts us way short. But we've already been hammered down for the last couple of weeks. You know, we've been uh, unloaded everything out of the old trailer and got that all cleaned up and ready for somebody to take off our hands as soon as somebody comes writes us a check. But got the new one in, you know, sitting here at the shop now, so it's time to... Uh, Load her up. Start busting butt and organizing and... Uh, going to be tough, to be honest with you, to uh, put the old girl to pasture because we've raced out of that trailer for six years. and It's been that long? Uh, right at six years, I believe. And it's just, you know, you know where everything goes. You know where everything's at. You know how everything works. And it's all going to be new. Uh, fortunately, this is a really nice trailer and been raced out of before. So shouldn't be that tough, but uh, still a lot of work to uh, be really organized. So And know where everything's at. Yep. So yeah. just uh, looking forward to getting to that. That's actually process we're starting tomorrow. Weather's supposed to be good here through Saturday. So hopefully all the small parts and that kind of thing, all the large stuff already has a spot, you know. So right. just organizing the list of cabinets and bolt bins and that kind of stuff is what we're after. So can you do my job the next couple of days and I'll go organize? Because that's like my favorite thing in the whole world to well, do. We need to have you out there then because there's going to be a lot Somebody needs to do my day job. <laughs> this trailer's got some really nice cabinets and that which not the other one did too but we had more totes and you know little totes with you know small parts and that kind of thing we just have to i don't even know what's all there i mean right. slip's been in charge of that you know keeping the trailer stocked and all that stuff uh ever since he's worked for me so i'm curious to see what the most interesting thing you come across is we'll have to check in next week in the unloading reloading process because i can only imagine well, it's going to be definitely different because, you know, even my area where I keep all of my racing stuff, helmets. Yeah, you don't stuff. really have a designated spot in this Well, trailer, no, it does. There okay. is. It's just different. And so I'm going to have to build some some petitions and just kind of divide because, you know, how I am. I don't like all my stuff just piled on top of each other and stuff. So <laughs> You're really particular about something? So no. it's going to be. Um, Not you. Yeah, you know, that's going to be a challenge right there in itself. But part of it, you know, we got two cars left over from last year that are already built brand new. Changing colors on those and. And then we're building uh, a couple of brand new ones. So, so will you start the season with 
the ones you build, the new ones, or the other ones? We're starting the season off with the car that we finished the year with. Okay. And because all of those parts, car? well, just like rear ends and those things, we we keep time track on those, and we run our rear ends 20 nights, and I don't know exactly. I'd have to look in the book but to see. But, you know, no sense in wasting money. It was good enough for Volusia. I mean, for Charlotte, so it's good enough for Volusia until it gets to 20 nights. or Then you'll cycle it out. Yeah, and we'll go through it this winter and just make sure there's nothing wrong with it. Right. Before we put it back in and clean it all up. So just been a already crazy busy off season already. Well, that's good, I guess. It's going to go fast. I know that. So I wrote down some notes because I wanted to review your 2020 season. And I would say, I guess, the main word I have here is kind of a roller coaster. But you started the season off at Volusia, and that was a really good showing right out of the gate. You ran third in your heat race, and that was your best heat race finish all season. Wow. <laughs> so you had the the best for not last, for first. And then 16th in the A there. So we came out strong, and then it was just kind of, like I said, a roller coaster from there out. You know, you had some times you would make the feature, and then the stints of not making the feature, and back and forth. And I do know... I think we talked about this before, but with it being COVID, it was kind of a different mixture of competitors too, where in a, in a normal or prior to 2020 season, you may not have such stout fields or as many cars in one location, but due to the lack of places for anyone to race at, it seemed like there were a lot of cars everywhere you went, no matter what. Yeah. Is, I that, think, is that fair? Yeah. I would say that the car count was up probably this year more than most. I'm curious matter. of those um, numbers, but it seems like it would be. Yeah, I think, uh, I don't know why I've seen some numbers somewhere, and I want to say that the average was up maybe eight or ten cars every night on the right. average. So, Well, that only makes you better, though. I mean, not what you, well, you then were we went anticipating. To the, but Went to the bigger venues, you know, Knoxville more, those kind of places more often. So mm-hmm. we'll tend to come to those races. Yeah, for sure. Right. and. But no, like I say, we uh, easing re- the the review here. I, you know, I'm definitely wasn't happy with my season. All in all, learned a lot and uh, looking forward to next season and just getting. You know, I felt like uh, after we found the problems with the cars and that stuff right before Kokomo, I felt like we showed that we had good speed at the end of the year, and the cars drove way better than they had in a long time. And I'm just looking forward to uh, getting evolution and getting back at it you know a lot of people look forward to uh off season but uh this is one off season i'm not looking forward to i'm ready to get back You're ready at to it get going again so one that i had written down was at the beginning of the season a common theme that you had within the podcast and discussing your performance you kept mentioning the tires and the motors as something that you were trying to overcome or learn or relearn looking back now what are your thoughts on that well, the engine program we had, I think we were just off, and we addressed that pretty quickly and made some changes, and I feel like our engine program is probably right where it needs to be now. You know, and I always complained about the tires, but, you know, our car was messed up for a year and a half, and as soon as we're, now we're getting the right rear to drive and get some grip there because of the car, you know, the tires are, and maybe I've just ran on them for so much, but I don't think, you know, I guess... I had ran those tires, so the feel that I was getting, I kept blaming on the tires. I don't think the tires are as good as what we used to have, but they're definitely better than what I felt like they were all year long. Until, so you were cussing them for so long, maybe yeah, they didn't deserve it until we, you know, until we found the problems that we found with our cars. And uh, you know, it was just the amazing part of it was it just wasn't just one car; it was three. So 
the three cars that I've ran in the last year and a half or two years were all the same. And it's kind of like uh, we were never going to get it better. At, right. Because no matter it, what you did. It's it's kind of like, you know, the heart of that race car. You get that, that part of it really has to be right or it's never going to work. Yeah. Well, and I think I had some notes, too, that, you know, you were looking for people to come help you throughout the season. You brought in Shane Stewart. You brought in Rob Hart. And, you know, Shane made comments that, he that the car wasn't something was wrong and then you know rob came in and he helped you and we were able to make progress in different areas when different people came in but until you found that one thing that's when you felt like you could start building and moving forward yeah for sure you know shane and bob and and rob are the Mm -hmm. three guys and actually dave you know dave kind of helped some too and Mm -hmm. just with the thought process and and just kind of getting in my head but you know, Shane helped us a little bit in one area, and it seemed to make the car a little better. And then, same way with with Rob, you know, he uh, he came in and made some changes on things, and felt like we're gaining there, but we were never going to gain to the point that I felt like we we're ever going to be a very competitive car. Right. You know, just like Bob, Bob made lots of changes, and Rob made lots of changes. I've made lots of changes all in the last year and a half or two years. And we just never, it's my own fault. Uh, can't blame anyone. Um, should have checked that stuff myself, but didn't check it. And unfortunately, uh, you know, we all took and laid a lot on the car builder and said, uh, you know, this is, you know, they got their crap together, so we don't need to check this, that, and the other. And uh, we should have. It's well, you know, that was a- Everybody makes mistakes, you know, so it was just an error that, um now, now that we've corrected it, uh, I'll never have that problem again. I promise right. you. Well, I think that, you know, maybe I don't know what you would say your biggest lesson learned of the season, but it seems like that's kind of one is that there's no matter what, you can't assume anything is perfect until you've checked it yourself. Um, especially at this level. Well, I've always been pretty good at checking all that stuff, but you know, when you hire people to come in and, and take care of all those things, it's just, uh, one of those deals. They, I feel like that was, you know, just like Rob. Rob didn't find it, but I felt like that was his his job to find it. Mm-hmm. And um, but he was probably running under the same assumption you were that if it came from the car builder, that it was right. I right. mean, I think that's yes, not it's fair to think that. Same thing, right. and we shouldn't have checked it. But you know, just uh, the way I found it is, you know, I came back and gave the boys a couple who had been on a pretty good journey there, and gave the boys a couple of days off, and I just put my nose to the grindstone and got in there and just started checking everything measuring and and it goes back to george fisher days you know george used to tell me uh you know he was a really good friend of mine i could call on the phone and say and he would know the measurements right out of the top of his head is what's Mm -hmm. so crazy and i would call and say george what's this supposed to be i'm double checking it and just making sure and he always used to tell me you know you know nobody's gonna do it for you you got to do it so i should listen should have took it as advice but like say when you know, you got guys in, in, in the roles of the positions that they were. They just didn't get the job done, and I'm not faulting them because I didn't check it myself. I'm just saying that uh, it's just a bad deal. Well, and just thinking out loud, you know me, I like to have suggestions. Maybe that's something you carry into next year is if you, you know, schedule a day where they're gone and you have a day just in the shop by yourself to think through things, whether you're doing great or bad or whatever. That way you can kind of let your mind go back and – uh, well, I just got to be things. a little bit more hands-on, I think. Yeah. Uh, I just told myself that that's what I got to do. But 
at this level, it's very hard to do. Well, it's hard even to find time. I yeah. mean, I don't know how that's going to happen next year, but yeah, it's, it's, you just got to. It's going to be brutal. Work but through it. Just have to make it happen. Do the best we can. Uh, it's uh, our job, and that's what we got to do. So, if it was easy, everyone would do it. That's right. So, continuing on with our season recap, up and down, but in late August, you started to pull stuff together. You went on a run of 11 of 12 shows where you actually made the A feature. So, that was my bright spot to note. And then you, within those 11, you had your best finish at the Devil's Bowl with a 10th place finish. And I know when we did the home swing, you kind of had a good run there, even though a lot of things went wrong. You had a lot of well, the car, Well, the car was still messed up. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think the car counts were a little lower because mm-hmm. uh, there's not that many 410 cars around here. But uh, the car was still messed up, but yeah. these are the tracks that I know well. Uh, didn't get the results that I felt like we should have. You know, I really felt like coming to Devil's Bow and Lawton that we should maybe not be a contender to win, but we should be, I felt like we could run in the top five, six, or seven, you know. Right. And uh, we were running in the top ten both racetracks, and at Lawton we lost the brakes and fell back. I don't even know where he finished there. but And then at Devil's Bow, I believe we were running eighth or ninth, and the throttle linkage fell off. And you went back to the back and And I had to go to the back, back and then came back to the top ten. So, right. you know, all in all, you know, with those results, wasn't bad. But uh, we just got to be better at not having those failures any racetrack. But it just stunk that it was Uh-oh. the home field advantage and still couldn't pull it all together. But, you know, I just go back to Kokomo after we found the ladder stuff messed up and then went to Kokomo and, and uh, right away. I'll never, you know, that little fuzzy feeling that I got from being the, the right end. And, you know, you just, as you race for so long and and you look for a feel and then it's not there, it's not there, and you can't figure out why it can't get it and you can't get that feel. And you, like I said, I was blaming it on the tires, but then we go there and right, right away the right rear stuck and drove the, and, and rotated the corner. And I was just like, oh, my God. There it something is. Something so simple. <laughs> and there it is, you know. Yeah. So uh, I keep saying it, but uh, it's just part of it. Right. But that's kind of how the whole season went. So you left one provisional on the table, but you were being very conservative with those throughout the season. You said that unless you thought you were going forward, there was no use in using a provisional to start at the back and then, you know, I guess, that was potentially my, just pull off. That was your thought process. My, pro, my, whole, my whole thought process, process all year long was, why take a provisional if the car's not good enough to move ahead? I don't want to be in the way of the race. Uh, you know, I've been on the other side of that fence, and if you're racing for a win and there's a lap car out there that can't hardly get out of its own way, uh, you know, it's frustrating. So at this level, I didn't want to be that guy and uh, just wasn't very good. So I just told myself that if I didn't feel like we had a car that could move forward, then we just parked it and saved those provisionals for another day and, uh, one one of those that came to mind was at Wayne County. You know, we ran fifth in the B main, and I felt like I was actually making ground on McFadden there towards the end of the race. And I thought, you know, this is going to be a good one to take a provisional because I feel like our car was getting better. But then something broke, right? No, it's, no. Then you go to the back of the. No, we finished, but you go to the back of the B. I mean, back of the A, and then uh, it's a whole different. It's a whole different race. Yeah. yeah. So uh, I think we did move ahead uh, in mm-hmm. that race, but you know, you're talking from twenty fourth to. 18th or 19th. Yeah, or don't you have to like be what, what place do you have to be in for it to even amount to You got to get to 16th to make okay. any money right. uh, on a provisional. So it's all about points, but I just felt like we were starting to gain on the car there a little bit and it drove decent from what I thought it should be, but man when 
we made those parts changes before Kokomo. Now it's just so amazing that how much different it was. Right. And I feel like you spent a great deal of the year. You talked about points and stuff. You never even really put any thought process into that. You were so focused on just figuring out the car and getting the car to work. You spent quite literally the entire year doing that. You didn't have time to really worry about the other factors. I never, that I never worried place. about points. Right. Uh, you know, there was, they were all making a big deal out of the rookie of the year and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And I never really even thought about any of that other than just trying to do the best I could every night. And I told myself that, you know, no matter what would happen, if we just did the best we could, that, that at least at the end of the day, I could hold my chin up and say we worked hard and did the best we could. But like I said, and I think I said this last week, once we got to the virtual banquet and I became the Kevin Gilbert Rookie of the Year, it was a little more meaningful than I really thought it was going to be. Right. Well, after you did that grueling year on the road, I mean, it kind of puts it in perspective, I guess. Well, it wasn't even that. It's just, you know, you think about him losing his life to something that we love to do and then Mm -hmm. has has his name on it, Mm -hmm. you know, and then just, I don't know. It's just, I don't know what happened, but it just hit me differently. Mm -hmm. And uh, I was, like I say, I kind of blew it off all year long Mm -hmm. and then, uh, when the real realization hit me, mm-hmm. then it was more meaningful and cherished right. uh, at the time, and still do. But just leading up to that, I guess I was maybe naive or just stupid or was just not just thinking about it. preoccupied with other things. Right. Yeah. right. Yep. Okay. Well, like you said, you ended up as the 2020 Rookie of the Year, 12th in points. I threw together a little bit of averages on your qualifying and features Average for combined qualifying was 28.9. Average, if you had split qualifying, was 16.8 as far as where you timed in at. Your heat average finish was a 6.8. And your A features of those you started, your average finish was a 19.6. So we have something to work on for next year. (laughs) Well, I don't like any of those averages, to be honest. Average the last three nights on qualifying. Right. I should have done that. Or the last two, yeah, the last three nights. And that would be more of a number that I'd like to see because that's after we really figured out what was wrong with our race car and time to go to work, you know, and get better. So that would have been way... That may, I wish, it makes you feel better. Well, yeah, I'll no. have to go back and look at that and see what it says. Next week. Okay. So, and I also have one more note to put down for 2020. You did win one D feature at Williams Grove. You won a C feature at Jackson. And you almost won a B at Charlotte. Asterisk. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't know what almost means. Uh, it means not quite. <laughs> Two re- laps to go. Two had laps. a really good car at Charlotte. Yeah. Uh, didn't get out of the heat. We qualified well. Didn't get out of the heat race, and then, uh, like I say, was gonna had a really shot, a good shot at winning the B main there, and then just we as a team had a little bit of a brain fart there, and just ran out of fuel. So, right. Well, in a nutshell, that was 2020. Are you ready for a break? Sure. Let's take a break and come back and see what else you got. Outlaw Racing Wings is a proud supporter of the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. Outlaw Racing Wings build wings for sprint cars and micro and junior sprints, as well as for all types of wing karting. Champion drivers like Christopher Bell, Wayne Johnson, and Brad Sweet all trust Outlaw Racing Wings for the extra speed needed in today's open-wheel racing. Visit outlawwings.com or the Outlaw Racing Wings page on Facebook and Twitter. Choose the wings the champions choose. 
Choose outlaw. Okay, we're back. It's question of the week time. Question of the week. Chad Mercer, he has messaged us before, sent us another question of the week, and he asked, he was curious if Wayne has any good stories from sharing victory lane with Adam the grizzly bear in Montana. Oh, my gosh. We could go on and on and on about Adam the grizzly bear, but uh, Chad, yeah, that's a good question. Yeah, I got a good story. You know, me and Sarah and my daughter went to uh, Yellowstone National Park, and we went just riding around there and stopped and looked at a river and was just kind of sightseeing and I come across this tree that a bear had been clawing at and I you could, it just ripped the bark off and I bet the his claws went in the tree probably an inch or more in, right into the wood and I was totally amazed well lo and behold the next day or the day after whenever it was I won the race there at uh, Gallatin and <laughs> Got to be in victory lane with Adam the bear. Adam the grizzly bear. And uh, all I could think about was those claws that, that went went in that tree that yeah. far. And then here's this bear with these big claws bouncing up and down on the right rear tire that had cords showing. Mm-hmm. And all I could think about is him popping that tire. And his, eating all of us. Well, and getting mad, you know, because <laughs> it, it was probably spooky. Right. And then I thought, you know, and I'm the closest one to him, so I'm thinking, he pops that tire, he's going to eat me. And I'm not gonna lie. If you've seen pictures of me in Victory Lane with with Adam the Bear the first night, Adam the Grizzly Bear first night, I was scared shitless. I think you can go to YouTube and look up those videos. So, so then uh, the second night, uh, I was a little better. You see pictures of the second night. I was a little more calm, a little more had my bearings a little bit more. wasn't quite <laughs> as scared as of the bear. But uh, during the day, we were working on the car, and some older guy come by and was kind of chatting with me about the bear and asked me why I was so scared. And I basically told him why. And he said, he said, son, you don't got to worry about that bear. He said, you just got to be faster than the next guy. So I, that was in my memory bank. Well, then we won the next night. And uh, if you go back and look at Victory Lane, I drove the opposite way into Victory Lane. That way he could bounce up and down on the left rear tire because the left rear tire normally has more tread. Right. So he had him bouncing up and down on the left rear tire instead. But I was a little better because I looked around and, the flagman and the couple of photographers, uh, I was pretty sure I could outrun them in a foot race. So <laughs> that was uh, that was kind of my thought process the second night. What stuck in my mind was they brought out that electric fence to put around the bear. And I'm saying electric in air quotations because they hooked it up to the, what, the Nerf bar to the car. There was no electric in that electric fence. I don't, no, I don't it was know. Just for, I think it was just for looks. Yeah, it wasn't going to hold that bear back. And they sure. wanted me to sign a release. Oh, yeah. Well, after the fact, they I came around. Anybody that was in Victory Lane, they're like, you want to sign a release? I'm like, what for now? In case I'm he eats us? I'm not signing no release. No, no. You, that bear eats me. We're suing you. <laughs> I didn't ask for the bear. Well, that was a, like a once in a lifetime. Whatever, happened, I guess twice to, whatever a lifetime. happened to female trophy girls with bikinis and stuff? Instead of that, we Grizzly get, bears. Now we get bears. I don't Man, know. I don't know about that. <laughs> You're going to have to start a petition for that one. Well, Chad, that's one memory, and I'm sure there's a few more, but... Uh, Thanks for the question. Yeah, good question, Chad. Thanks for that. I have my question of the week. What is your number one priority for this off season? My number one priority is fitness. Fitness. Uh, I put a few pounds back on through COVID and through the season. Uh, it's very hard to eat well on the road and uh, not a lot of pounds, just a few. But uh, my goal is to get that off and maybe a few more. 
uh, so I try to be a little bit better shaped and a little lighter than I was uh, the start of last year. That's a good goal. Okay, let's take another break real quick. Highside Racewear has grown to become a major brand in racing apparel. Whether you're looking for high quality custom Nomax race suits or embroidered hats, Highside Racewear has everything your team needs for safety and success. Highside Racewear offers custom race suits, gloves, shoes, dye sublimated team apparel, and top quality embroidered hats, jackets, and shirts. Before you buy from anyone else, check out the Highside Racewear Facebook page or email highsideracewear at gmail.com for more information. Okay, guys, we're back uh, to wrap up the 2020 season review. Uh, what you got left there, honey? It's review time. Guess how many reviews I have? 91. How about 81? But yes, we're getting there. We're 19 away. 19! I'm so excited. 19 away. This review I'm going to read today. What are you going to do when you get 100 reviews? I'm going to have a party. Like a pizza party. Like, I'm going to drink wine. <laughs> no, I think you have a pizza party. Like a kid's a pizza, pizza, pizza party? party? Yeah. Okay, we're going to have You pizza only have party. 10 of your friends and they got to wear masks. Oh, well, that's okay. We and you got to and you got to be gone before 11. <laughs> you know, they're about to shut us back down here in Oklahoma. No bars open after 11. The COVID comes out after 11, kids. It's okay, so 81 reviews. We need 19 more to get to me to 100, and I think we can do it before the end of the year. So that's the goal. This review is from James Kaiser. He said, lots of fun, great hearing stories from behind the scenes. So if you guys would be so kind as to go rate, review, subscribe. To leave a review, you just go on Apple iTunes where you find the show and scroll down. You'll see five stars. If you'll just click five stars, that's it. That's all you have to do. I'm going to help you out with getting your 19 reviews. How? I'm going to say that we're going to take, or we're going to take the hundred reviews once you get to a hundred. Mm-hmm. So guys, you want to speed this up and help out and get this done. But when you get to a hundred, hundred, 100 reviews, we're going to go back and put everyone in a hat. We're going to draw a name and uh, that, that person's going to win a signed autographed crew shirt. A 2020 tr- crew a shirt. 2020 okay. crew shirt. That sounds that? good. I have one of those that I never even wore. There you go. So, it's brand new. Okay, we'll, so we'll, there you go, guys. Get your reviews in. If you leave a review, send me an email and let me know. I'd be happy to send you a koozie and a hero card, but that will also get your name in the hopper yeah. for a that's 2020 signed crew shirt. Okay, you, you always get to give everything away, so I'm going to give something away that's really cool. Well, God, there's, take, there's, the, take all my thunder, why don't you? There's not a lot of crew shirts, you know. No, there's not. You're not still in mine, are you? Possibly. Okay, okay. Okay, well... Rate, review, subscribe. Make sure you go do that. I also have an update this week on the website, waynejohnson2c.com. All the remaining 2020 merchandise is on sale for 20% off. Use the code ROOKIE. There is a very limited quantity of hoodies, shirts, ball caps. Once they're gone, they're gone. We're going to get new designs for the coming year. So go check out the website and grab up whatever you want now before it's gone. Yeah, we're already working on our new merch for yes. next year. Our our graphics package is already done. Uh, we're working on that. T-shirts uh, starting to get those designed. And we're going to start maybe releasing just some little snap. Sneak peeks? Yeah, sneak peeks. That's the word I'm okay. looking for. Yeah. Uh, here in the coming weeks. Okay. So... Keep, awesome. Keep keep thinking about that and looking, keeping up with your social media and looking for that stuff because it's pretty cool. Speaking of social media, where can you find us on social media? Uh, on the internet. 
<laughs> Wayne Johnson Racing on Facebook and Instagram. You can always call us at 405-362-0620. We're always looking for questions of the week. Matter of fact, next week's episode is going to be a Q&A. So if you have any questions that you haven't left on our social media channels, you're welcome to call 405-362-0620. Leave us a question and we will answer it on next week's episode. But what about all the... I've seen uh, on the Wayne Johnson Racing page, you've got all these people... Asking questions and you're... That's for the question and answer episode. Oh, didn't know that. Nobody reads directions. Yes, I've had an earful of me not answering questions. It's for the question and answer episode. Just hold tight. Next week, you'll get your time, okay? Gotcha. You have anything else before we close this up? No, not really. That's about it. Uh, Just lots of work. Very tired. You sound tired. Ready for off-season, but not off-season. You're ready for vacation. One month from today. Mm, I'm, I'm ready. Down. I'm ready for vacation too. Uh, just don't I've got, say it. I've got a lot of stuff <laughs> to do before vacation, so I'm hoping to be ahead of schedule. That way, I don't stress when I'm on vacation. Okay, that's the plan. Because two C racing will be closed for seven full days. There will be no work, none. None. So, okay, that sounds good to me. I'm happy with no work. That doesn't happen often. No, it doesn't. Unless we go on vacation. I don't know. I how. don't know that we've taken a seven day vacation. No. Yeah. It's, it's normally exciting. five six days. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is I don't know that, you know, we shut down for a day or two at a time, you know, from just normal breaks and this, that, and the other. But I don't know. Seven days is a long time. Well, I'm looking forward to it, so. I'm going to have to get somebody hired just to come look at it. That way I make them think they're working. Get on that. <laughs> well, all right, guys. Well, till next, till next week, keep listening. This has been the Wednesdays with Wayne podcast. We thank you for joining us and ask you to tune in every Wednesday for a new episode. Until then, we'll see you at the tracks.